expressing the truth about the church in this world we live in. Welcome to Real Talk Ministry Podcast. This podcast talks about the issues we're facing with the church today and the challenges of balancing our life with Christ in this world we live in. Let's get ready to hear some real talk with our host, Miss Nisi. Hello and welcome to Real Talk Ministries podcast. I'm Miss Nisi. Our podcast topic for today is about jealousy. Now, when you hear people speak on jealousy nowadays, the first word you hear is she or he is a hater. But jealousy can present itself in so many ways. It can be done behind your back, in your face. It can be subtle. It can be loud. It could come from anywhere, too. Like, it could come from anybody, from any age, any species. But jealousy kills, steals, and destroys. And this would be this podcast topic. Thank you and welcome back to Jealousy Kills, Steals, and Destroys. Uh, I hope you enjoy this end of the month podcast for August. I hope you leave a message in regards to how you feel about this podcast and maybe even start a discussion or dialogue about it. So let's get into this. Uh, Jealousy, we all know is a dangerous thing. It can either cause you to kill or cause you to clone yourself to be like others. And not be yourself. This jealousy can destroy lives. It could destroy your life and other people's lives just to get what you want. Or it can allow you to be someone else or someone that you are not. It can cause you to make you feel that you have to be like someone else. Either to be accepted or to be liked or to be validated. And which that will cause you to be something or someone that you are not. Jealousy jealousy can cause a lot of things negative to happen to your life, and it can cause your actions to react in a very negative way. So this podcast is not only going to speak about jealousy experienced by others, like someone being jealous against you, but the jealousy that is also inside of you. How does jealousy comes about? Uh, Well, that's a good question. I would like to share two incidents where someone was jealous of me and I was jealous of someone else. Okay, I will start at a younger age as to start off with the first memories that I could think of regarding jealousy. Uh, My first jealousy experience was uh, I was around the fourth or third grade. And I became developed much earlier than the other little girls in my class. So this group was being formed by this young girl. And because I was more developed, they wouldn't allow me to be a part of their group. So they kicked me out of the group before I even started. And a time where I was jealous of someone else for the first time that I can remember was when I was in the sixth grade and this girl had the same name as mine. Now, it wasn't spelled exactly the same way. It had a couple of letters added, but it sounded the same as mine. And I was so mad about that. I cornered her in the bathroom 
and told her she couldn't use my name and that she had to find another one because that was my name. I couldn't believe that out of everyone in the school, she had my name. And I felt with knowing no one else had a name like mine, I stood out. I was an original person. It was an original. Um, it was different. And knowing that someone else had my same name, it felt like all of that attention and being different was being taken away from me. But to be real about the situation, I liked my name, but I hated the fact that it was always mispronounced and misspelled. But I was so jealous that this girl had my name that I cornered her, cornered her in the bathroom and confronted her about it. Why would jealousy cause someone to do such a thing? Because without clarity and letting your emotions rule your feelings, you open doors for the worst to come out of you for no reason at all. And these feelings can destroy you. It can cause you to kill and steal in so many different ways. It can cause you to destroy yourself and others. And it can cause you to kill and not just be using physical force or weapons, but it can kill with your tongue. The things you say and how you say it and the way you go about saying it that may hurt somebody. But it can also steal your character. Like it steals. It doesn't mean that it necessarily have to take something away from you that's in your hand or that's material. It can steal your character. It can make you be an ugly person because you're so jealous of someone else that you're a lash out and you'd be mean. Uh, it can steal your emotions, always making you feel like you're having these negative feelings or feeling like you have to be more than what you are unnecessarily doing extra stuff and it can rob you of your connection with Christ because if you're in a state where you're always jealous of someone else how is God using you it'll be very hard for him to use you if you're jealous and fighting a battle of something that you're dealing with on the inside of you because that's where he works through the inside of you I'm going to give an example from the Bible of how jealousy kills, steals, and destroys. And then I'm going to give my summary at the end. We will first start with how jealousy destroys. And this discussion will highlight Joseph and his brothers. And I'm going to discuss Genesis, the 37th chapter. Now, reading this chapter, I always heard that Judah was kind and compassionate about not killing him. And Judah meant praise. But if that's the case, I guess. You can be foul and still get praised because he still wanted to get rid of Joseph just without killing him to do so. But Reuben, on the other hand, had the compassion of wanting to save his brother and he had the emotions and the actions to show it. Now, to back up, Judah does mean praise. I know a lot of times churches can try to connect praise with the Holy Ghost and being spirit-filled, but everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So if you're foul and you want to give God praise, please do so, because he can clean you up. I want to just go ahead and clear that up. But yeah, Judah, I had a different understanding of Judah when reading this chapter, because um, I was always hearing it interpreted one way, I guess, to favor the fact that Judah meant praise to, pe to give it a good look on him. 
But he wanted him to die too. He just found a better alternative other than just killing him. And I will discuss that. But uh, Joseph was a dreamer. I'm going to tell a little bit about uh, Joseph. Just to give you a little back backstory of what Genesis, the 37th chapter, was about. Uh, Joseph was a dream was a dreamer, and he dreamed twice. Not only that his own family will bow down to him, but even the stars in the sky were going to bow down to him. And his brothers, they were already jealous of him because he was his father's favorite. But they were tired of the favoritism, and they was tired of his dreams, so they plotted to kill him first. But instead, they chose to destroy him by selling him as a slave to the Midianites. And then the Midianites sold him to Potiphar, who was an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guard. So Joseph suffered a lot and was falsely accused. Please read about Joseph. It's a great story. And with all that he was going through, he still maintained his faith in God. He didn't just have some dreams of his own. He also interpreted dreams. And he later had to face his brothers again. And the life that they thought they destroyed ended up saving them. So this chapter showed the many ways jealousy can cause you to want to destroy someone else's life. It showed Reuben, who ultimately may have agreed with his brothers in conversation negative about Joseph. He may have agreed that he he was just as jealous of, of Joseph as they were at the time, but not enough to kill him. And Judah, he didn't seem to mind what was going on to me, but he had a better idea, you know. Instead of killing him, let's just get some money out of him. So um, this way, it's not, okay, we killed him and we lied to our father, knowing that we killed him, but he will suffer. And I mean, what other way can you suffer as a slave? But to, to be sold as a slave, you basically destroying your brother's life. And they still ended up lying to their father. The initial plan was to take the coat was to kill him, take the coats of kill a beast, take the coats of many, many colors that was given to him by his father, dip it in the blood of the beast to take back to the father so the father would know that he was killed by an animal. One thing I learned in reading is that when you are jealous and you can get enough people to be jealous with you and hate you they literally found ways to coerce the situation on how to kill Joseph. It's easy to do bad to someone when you got enough people pulling for you. Pulling to do the same hurt and hate and deceit that uh, is being agreed upon. And Reuben wanted him to live, but it only took one person to side with the brother who wanted to kill him and be on one accord for it to actually almost happen. Now, Judah may have found another way of not killing him, but ultimately they didn't want to kill Joseph, but to destroy him. They not only satisfied their own emotions, but they also didn't care about anyone else's. They didn't care about their father or their family emotions when they heard that Joseph was killed by a beast. They just wanted to destroy him and get rid of him because they were jealous of Joseph and his dreams. Now, I will say it is quite evident that they did want to kill him. Don't get me wrong in that sense, but 
the overall outcome was they wanted to destroy him some kind of way. They did not want him around. They didn't want him to be in their lives anymore. And when you're trying to get rid of someone because of jealousy, you do not care how it affects others. All you do, all you're doing is caring about yourself, your feeling, your mood, and how to rid of this person. Because one of the brothers really did want him dead to the point that they did go back and continue with the initial lie that they was going to tell before they sold Joseph to the Midianites, and that was he was eaten by a wild beast. When you're jealous to the point you want to destroy someone, you basically, you're basically destroying everything and everyone in your path and in your way. So this brother wasn't just satisfied with, okay, he couldn't kill him. He knew that on that day, they had to do something to get rid of him. And selling them to the Midianites is what they did. Now we are going to talk about how jealousy kills. So another great story to discuss, which is what everyone seems to reference to as Christians when we want to talk about how jealousy kills. And it's the first murder that we read about in Genesis. And I'll be coming from Genesis, the fourth chapter. And that is the story of Cain and Abel. I really want to encourage you to go back and read these stories as they are very fruitful. It's a lot more than just the killing itself. So I'm going to give a little backdrop of this story. It may be somebody out there who don't know it and you just want to be refreshed of what happened. So Cain and Abel were brothers. And Cain was jealous of his brother Abel because he felt like God showed more favor on him than he did on his brother than he did him. So I want to mention that there is a part in this chapter that says that Cain had a discussion with his brother Abel and then killed him. Now we can only make up or imagine what the conversation was about. But regardless of what was said, he didn't want his brother tortured or destroyed. He wanted him dead. So... There was no one around in this situation. Unlike in the story of Joseph, he had brothers who had compassion enough to not want to kill him. Unfortunately, this is not the case for Cain and Abel. He didn't have anybody around him to say, don't kill him, just torture him or destroy him. Cain wanted his brother Abel dead and he killed him. Uh, There was no one around to convince him that this wasn't the right thing to do. It was just his voice, his thought, and his mind, and it all led up to kill his brother Abel. That's the jealousy he had of Abel because God showed to him, God showed more favor to Abel than he did to him. And that is a scary thing. When you are so jealous that you are in your own mindset, that you don't reach out to anyone to help you get past your jealousy to the point you not only want to just hurt someone, you want to kill someone. So this killing led to his ultimate curse of being a fugitive, a vagabond, and jobless. I say jobless because the very job he had was to till the ground. And the Lord said it wasn't going to yield him any strength or 
he wasn't going to be able to provide. Um, nothing was going to come from the ground from him anymore. So not only was he... One thing Christ said that he was not going to be allowed to be killed. He wasn't going to let him be killed. But he was going to have to live with this for the rest of his life. This jealousy of killing caused them... I guess you could say this killing caused death upon upon both of them in a sense. One was physically killed like in the ground. That's Abel. And then one is dead on earth. The suffering and I know the mentally challenges he had to go through on earth was killing him too. Because the one thing that he could do was live. But the way he had to live wasn't really living. And last but not least, stealing because of jealousy. This led me to 2 Samuel and the 11th chapter, and I also read the 12th chapter. David ends up on top of a roof, on top of a roof, and sees a woman named Bathsheba showering. And he wanted her so bad that he sent her husband, who came home from the war, back to the front lines, told him to put him on the hottest front line of the hottest war so he can be killed and he can have his wife. I want to say that David thought he was so slick with this plan. He thought he could get away with it and no one will see it. But God saw it. And he was very displeased with what David did. There is a lot more to this story. But stealing another man's wife is not only a sin. But it's a sign that he wanted what Uriah had. But it wasn't for him to have. And even though he ended up with her, he had to pay the price for it. Now I would like to go into the summary of what I got out of these three lessons today, which is jealousy steals, kills, and destroy. Uh, One thing you could take away from these three examples is that jealousy can bring curses, but it can also bring a second chance of life to get it right. All three of these examples can be compared to each other, really. They basically was on the same page. The ultimate goal was death, to get what they wanted, and they did not care what they had to do to get it. Whether it was selling a brother, killing a brother, or taking another man's wife, it didn't matter. Whether the jealousy was expressed from someone else or within themselves, they stopped at nothing to get what they wanted because they chose to let jealousy override their common sense and it consumed them. But you don't have to be that way. I want to say that if you are becoming so overwhelmed with jealousy that you want to hurt yourself or hurt someone else, please seek help right away. I'm a believer that you can pray and fast and know the Lord can come through for you. But I also believe that you can go to the doctor and get help. If you can go to the doctor for your sickness of health, that's in your body to take medication for like colds and your diabetes and blood pressure or blood thinners or 
just over-the-counter medication to help your body heal, I really believe you can go to someone to do the same for your mind. If at any time you express jealousy in your heart, great or small, just know that God will fix it. He can help you. When I read about Joseph, you know, there are real life situations that involves people being having family members or half-brothers or half-sisters, step-parents who may be jealous of them to the point where they want them tortured or killed. Or in situations where, like in David, whose um, Bathsheba husband was in the war and he laid with her and got her pregnant and then set him up to be killed in the war, in another war, to be killed just so he can have what he wants. Or to be not necessarily wanting something. Cain didn't really really want anything to other than just to be acknowledged. And it wasn't that he wanted something for his acknowledgement, but he was willing to kill it and kill anyway. These are real life situations. Let me clear up the Cain part of just a little bit more. It wasn't because just because he was jealous of his brother. Maybe in his mind, and I said maybe, he felt he was doing all he could and he just couldn't compete with knowing that Abel was better than him in God's eyes. But from what I took of it, I felt like God was just trying to make him a better man and he wasn't going to accept less from him. And we look at these people who get shot and killed on jobs because you have a disgruntled co-worker because something was said or done to make them think that somebody else was better than them or that they were beneath someone and they had to prove like I am the strongest. Jealousy can bring out rage in areas of your lives that you don't even expect it. And in this case, in these three examples, not only did jealousy bring out rage to want to kill and hurt that person that was the victim, but it started from being inside of them first. It's kind of like I, if I had let that jealousy of that little girl name being like my name, I went and I approached that young girl because of a name, it could have escalated to us just fighting in the bathroom if consciousness didn't kick in and covering that I was so unaware of at that time didn't take place where I just walked away and let it go. For a lot of people, especially in today's generations, it's not that easy. Bullying is at an all-time high. Or... That was a situation where I could say I went against someone else because of me and my own personal thoughts. But you can also reflect on how someone else went against me because of what they felt of me being more developed than they were at the time. And you notice, just real quick to cut into my own story, people who are jealous of you, 
don't always feel the way you do in regards to your jealousy. When those little girls were jealous of me because I was more developed, so they didn't want to play with me. They didn't understand that it was hard for me to be in that position. It was new. I didn't want to be in that position. Uh, I was afraid and scared of all the changes that were going on. And I didn't want to be developed early. It was an issue for me. They didn't see my issues. They just saw what they probably wanted that they didn't have. And it was the same way with me. I don't know what that young girl was going through. I don't I know she was a new student. She probably was scared, probably wanted to make friends. She probably had something going on in her home life. I will never ever know. But I went to her to defend a name that as I got older and realized I am not clearly the only one with this name. But I say all that to say you don't know what you're really jealous of. This David wanted somebody's wife. Cain wanted favor or to be seen better uh, than looking better than Abel by God. Joseph's brothers were jealous because of the favor they was receiving from Joseph was receiving from his father. But you have to understand the very person you're being jealous of is probably really going through something that you don't even want to have a part of your life or want to go through yourself. So you got to be careful whose shoes you want to step in just to say, I want to be like that person. I hate that they're like that. You don't know what they're going through just because they look good, they dress good, they smell good, and they can keep a smile on their face. You don't know the pain behind that smile. You don't know the struggle behind that outfit. You don't know anything about that person. If you can't be nice and be kind and at least try to get to know that person, just leave that person well enough alone, walk away, and just mind your own. That is my encouraging word to you. It will save you unnecessary heartaches and troubles at the end. And in these situations, I know we're under grace now, but they were cursed. They were punished for their jealousy. Not just because they, well, no, because they did inflict harm on others. And even though you may think I'm not physically trying to kill someone or trying to hurt someone, now it may not be physical with weapons and guns, but it is physical with your words and how you act and treat a person. Anything that you're doing, that you're supposed to be a light of Christ and you're turning people away from that light, and it's willfully on your end and your fault because of your own jealousy, you can be punished for that and you don't want to fall under the curses that these people fell under because of it. 
You don't want to end up killing someone because of your own jealousy. Let it go. You don't have to have jealousy. I know this seems to me to be very dark. (laughs) I know this lesson seems to be kind of dark to me. Only because these people were willing to kill to get what they want. But it may come across as being dark, but it is the most realest and truest thing that is still happening today. You have women who have to be in shelter in order to keep their lives from men killing them because they are jealous and they want to hurt them for a guy merely just looking at them. These things are real. Taking someone's wife while they're in the military, that's real. Killing your brother or your family member or going after someone because you're so jealous that somebody else in the family may have more favor than you. Those things are real. I thought when I got into this topic, I was going to be talking about the lightweight jealousy. You know, oh, she's a hater. She don't like my clothes. He don't like my shoes. Uh, They're messing with me on the job because I can do better. But I'm realizing that it's not about being light and it's not about being dark. It's just being the truth. And the truth is, regardless of how jealousy is, if it's small, it will grow. And it can grow and it can grow and go out of control. It can get out of control. And you, if you have jealousy, need to reel it back in. There is, to me, no little light jealousy. Because that little light jealousy can grow into something huge. You ever been in a relationship? And to me, this is what I call light relation, light jealousy. Uh, I'm old school. Things are very much has drastically changed from what I'm about to say now. But have you ever started off dating and... You know, you just do a little something to see if this person, if you're, if the dude you're with or the girl you're with would get jealous. Because it makes you feel like, oh, they really into me. If they, you know, show a little sign of jealousy, like, oh, I like that. It's like attractive. That don't work no more nowadays, of course. So please don't do that. <laughs> that don't work. But, you know, you'll do something or say something and, and it'd be like, oh, she got jealous or he got jealous. So... Oh, so that means that they really into me. That's a sign that they really like me. That little jealousy, when you get real deep in your relationship, when they really connect, and a lot of times it happens after you lay or have sex with that man or that woman, it can go into something that you thought was real little to something full-blown. We talking... Women putting sugar in tanks, blowing up cars. We're talking men stalking and and trying to hurt the woman if they ever leave them. It's the little jealousy that we think is no harm that can grow to big, huge things. And God is telling you, get a hold of your jealousy. Because whatever it is you're jealous of, it's not for you anyway. It's not yours. It's not for you to have. It's not for you to even be jealous of because what he's doing in your life is your life. What he's doing in somebody else's life is none of your business anyway.
It has nothing to do with you. So I hope you are encouraged by the words that were shared in this podcast today. And I would like to leave with a prayer. And I'll ask that you pray with me as you hear my prayer. Pray your own prayer. And we're going to pray against jealousy. Father, in the name of Jesus, we know that you gave us this word to be heard. And we thank you for sharing this word through me to share it with others. I say that humbly because it was your words and not mine. Lord, we ask that you rebuke every spirit of jealousy, whether it is small, whether it is something that is not even thought of or not even a feeling to think that it is jealousy. We ask that you rid of it. Get rid of it before it becomes too big and too great for us to handle. Lord, allow us to focus on our life and the agenda that you have for us. And we pray, together we pray, that we allow no curses to come upon us or our generations from the jealousy that we may have in us. Regardless of how it came and where it's coming from, Lord God, we only ask that you release it from us today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I pray that this message was a blessing to you. We are still, I am, when I say we, I'm thinking me and God. And I do have some um, helpers who help me in the background a whole lot when I need their advice. So I do say we a lot because it's, it's not just me all the time. But um, 2021 events still going forth. And this month was questions and answers towards our Pastor Eve from California. I know it will bless your life. Please go check it out. It's on my Real Talk Ministry page, realtalkministry.com, and through our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com, Real Talk Ministry. I hope this word was a blessing to you. May it strengthen you in your life. Keep praying and keep living for God. This is Miss Nisi. Thank you for joining me and God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.